It is a day of joy. Oh, what a day. The Lord is good. Amaram no nyenchem no so Amaram no dio inebediania Lord, we give you praise and glory. Father, you have done us well. Lord, there is no doubt about it. Father, as a church, Lord, you have been merciful unto us. You have shown us your favor. You have increased us in number. Father, when we were sick, Lord, you came to us as our healer. Father, you kept us and we were not sick unto death. Lord, you healed us. Many of us passed through the surgeon's knife. But Lord, we came out successful. Lord, it is you who did it. Lord, with a grateful heart, we have come to return all the glory to you. We say forever, may all the glory, all the honor, all adoration, every dominion, honor and majesty, let it be ascribed unto you, the God of all flesh. Be lifted up forever. In the name of Jesus. Can we be seated in God's presence? I would like to appreciate our dear fathers in God, our daddy the vicar, our daddy the Reverend Canon Professor, and my dear husband for this privilege. I would also like to appreciate the chapel council. I would also like to appreciate my dear mommies in the Lord. And every one of us seated here for this rare privilege. Brethren, it's a day of thanksgiving. And in such a day like this, what does the Lord expect from us? The Lord expects us to look back and take stock of our life. No wonder the topic says, God will not forget your labors. The Lord wants us to take stock of the labors we have been laboring in the house of God. Whether really we are laboring unto him or unto man. Praise the Lord. And the topic says, God will not forget your labors. And it is coined out from the theme, be strong and never be discouraged. Does it mean that some things that we see in life could make us to think that the Lord forgets our labors? Sometimes, especially within the year, it seemed as if everything was not going the way we planned. Sometimes it looks as if the Lord is not hearing our prayers. But the Lord has come with a word of comfort today. He said he will not forget. He will not forget. Praise the Lord. And this nature of God not forgetting is coined out from the attribute of God. Can we look at that Hebrews 6 verse 10? Hebrews 6 verse 10, it says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. So God is not unjust. 
Another translation said, God is not wicked. Another one says, God is not man. He will not forget the labor of love. Which means, it is us men that can forget. Because we are unjust. Because sometimes we find out that we have allowed wickedness to creep into our hearts. That is why we forget levels of love. So this attribute of God, his being just, his being sincere, makes it impossible for him to forget every level you have shown to his name. In the book of Isaiah 49, the Bible says, Isaiah 49 verse 15, Can a mother forget his suckling child? That she will have no compassion on the child of her womb. But the Bible also said, Yes, she may, but I will not forget you. That I have engraved you in the palms of my hands, and your walls are ever before me. In a time like this, we see due to hardship that mothers drop their children in strategic places so that rich people can come and take over. Because of hardship, because of not having the means and the wherewithal to take care of the child, because of the fact, some people say, that the child will tie them down. But the Lord said that you are not a burden to him. I am not a burden to the Lord. He will not forget me. I am not too heavy that he can carry me. He can be able to carry me with all my needs. He will not forget. Looking at forgetfulness, one of the frustrating things about getting old is forgetting things. Praise the Lord. My dear husband used to say that metrons in UNTH, once they get to that level, they begin to forget things. That you could be doing a, a procedure with them and they will say, let them go and bring girls or sterilize something. They will now be sneaking. Because they have forgotten. And that could be attributed probably to age, to other things that comes with aging. But the Lord is ageless. He does not forget. Also, some people could forget due to health uh, conditions. Amnesia. Some people, uh, others have uh, what we call selective amnesia, which means they forget some things and they don't forget other things. Others conveniently forget. No wonder some people will always remember to borrow money from you. But they will not remember to pay. That kind of forgetfulness is out of a wicked heart. It's out of a heart being unjust. Forgetfulness, what is it? It's the inability to think about something. Inability to remember something. Finding it hard to remember something. When you don't remember me, you will not pray for me. When you don't remember something, you will not be able to take the necessary action in order to do what you ought to do. In order to labor. Now what is labor? Labor is a productive work towards a goal. People labor. Women labor in order to give birth to children. Mothers labor in order to give birth to have children that they will be proud of in their old age. Teachers labor in order to have excellent children. And Christians labor in order to move the kingdom of God higher and higher. And I ask you, are you a laborer in the house of God? 
Have you been laboring for the Lord? Or have you been laboring for man? Have you been laboring when people seize you? Or are you indifferent? You don't want to labor. Or you think you have labored when you did. The Bible says that the hour has come when true worshippers of the Lord will worship Him in spirit and in truth. And that the time is nearer than when we first believed. For every time that the Lord has given you on earth, the Lord expects us to make it count. Praise the Lord. So laboring involves engaging in a productive work in order to meet a goal and the approval of someone. In order to meet a goal and the approval of someone. It could be your superior, it could be your husband, it could be your children, it could be God himself. In productive labor, in labor we have two types of labor. We have the labor that is productive and that that is unproductive. But in productive labor you find fulfillment in laboring. Even though labor is not luxury. A lot is at stake if Christians do not labor. A lot is at stake if mothers do not labor. But we find ourselves laboring. Labor is not luxury. Labor involves sacrifice. Labor involves time. It's demanding. But at the end of it, we find fulfillment. We find job satisfaction. We find commendation and a reward from the Lord. Now, people labor. If you go to the major junctions now, you could find um, the Ministry of Transport people. Some of them could be there. Some of them are collecting money. Some of them are really controlling the traffic. Some of them are doing many things as they are there. There at the roundabouts, some of them are working productively. Some of them are trying to ease the traffic while some of them are there to enrich themselves. How is one laboring from the Lord? One is said to be laboring for the Lord when all that you do is first for the Lord and God himself finds fulfillment in it. When all that you do is first for the Lord, you are not doing it for men to be pleased with you. You are not doing it just for the leaders to be pleased with you. You are doing it first for the Lord. Yes, it is essential that we commend people that labor. It is essential that we acknowledge people that labor. But that should not be the main motive. Praise the Lord. Can we look at Ephesians 2 verse 10? For we are his workmanship, created in, Je- in Christ Jesus for works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Praise the Lord. So there are works that the Lord created before time. And we are his workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus for this work. And I say that when Christians do not labor, a lot is at stake. 
whenever an individual that is supposed to labor does not labor, a lot is at stake. When a woman is in labor is not progressing, the life of the woman and the child is at stake. So a lot is at stake if we decide to sit down and wait for our neighbor or the next person to walk. When you say that it is not my turn, you know, oftentimes in my house, when you talk about washing plates, this one we say, it's not my turn. I washed the other day. Grandma helped me. It's not a lie. It's not you that walked. And then, what do I do? I will punish all of them. Because, it is your sister. It is your brother. This is your house. I often tell them that a laborer and a slave goes to borrow money in order, a laborer looks up to his uh, master for his wage. But a true son and a true heir does what? Goes to borrow money in order to see the advancement of his father's business. And are we Christians? We should give it all our best in order to see that the business of our father is advanced. Also, a true laborer pleases his master and also has a fear, a healthy fear, towards his disapproval. Towards his disapproval. When your master is disapproved with your actions, you have a healthy fear. You quickly turn back and do the right. I would like us to look at the difference between productive and non-productive labor. It is said that productive labor does not gratify the flesh. Rather, it glorifies God. While unproductive labor gratifies the flesh, man is lifted up. You see pomp. You see that kind of unproductive labor in our villages. As to, uh, today that is 31st, Oganafio, a lot of churches will bring their harvest and our men and women will go and announce 100,000. That's how we used to say it. And they will go and pledge. They know that they won't redeem that pledge. But they want their names to be heard. It is unproductive. Flesh is glorified. God is not glorified. In the house of God, you come and you make pledges, you know that you will not redeem. So that your name will be heard. So that it will be said that you have arrived. Also, Unproductive level comes from selfishness and self is glorified. While productive level comes from selflessness and sacrifice. In productive level, there is an eternal reward. While in unproductive level, there is earthly reward. People look at you. People will say, hey, he has arrived. And in unproductive level, God's will is not done. Even if you give that money eventually, but you did it to be seen at that time before men, God's will is not done. It may be interesting to know that every money, be it your salary, be it your business, or everything that the Lord has given unto you, He gave you as a custodian. And the Lord expects you to dish out even the arms that you are giving. The Lord expects you to hear from Him. The money He gives you, somebody may need it, but it may not be a task for you to do at that time. So we need to hear from the Lord concerning the assignment per time. 
concerning the mandate per time. If we are following him, we will follow him daily and hear what he has to do for us. And when he commands, we rely on him to be able to execute the task excellently. Praise the Lord. In productive will, we say God's will is done. And when God's will is done, he will draw the souls of men to himself. Souls are recorded. No wonder the passage where we read our epistle in Matthew 7 says that many will come to him and say, Lord, Lord, we cast out demons in your name. We built churches. We gave arms. We went for outreaches. And he will say to them, I don't know you. That will be wasting time, efforts, infertility, throwing free punches in the air. No impact. The Lord wants us, as the year is ending, there is a new beginning. He has provided time for us to amend our ways and start afresh with Him. Start afresh with Him. If you must labor, labor in such a way that you will produce fruit. Praise the Lord. Knowing fully well that our actions and inactions point men to God. Scripture says that we are epistles written to be read among men. The way you answer somebody can either minister or can draw somebody away from the Lord. Some time ago, in my department, somebody came to me and said, in my scripture union background, God knows whether I have or not. But that was because of something that happened that I didn't know how it happened. Students who we are caught cheating, you know, we are saying, ma, please, ma, please. I didn't, ma, please, save me. And I didn't know when I went far as, as telling him, I am saving you by collecting your scripts. I want to save you from the main danger. I want to save you from the impending danger. But what happens when you label like that? They say the reward for work is more work. They conspired and said I will be in charge of uh, malpractice. That I should draw the constitution. And then what happens? Your name will be, you will practically be at work any day there is exam to supervise. So, what do you do? But there is something that happens. When they know that you will come, nobody cheats. And when no, and nobody, as nobody cheats, you find out that the success rate is even high. So why? Why will they be involved in things that will not glorify God? Praise the Lord. Now, looking at people that labored, the first person that labored for us is our Lord Jesus Christ. Scripture says that he came to seek and save the lost. Divinity came and became man. He came down to search for me. He came down to search for us where we are. Even when we did not know him. They spat on him. He went through all manner of afflictions. But he endured the cross. He despised the shame. And now he has the reward. He is sitting at the right hand of God. Praise the Lord. What was the goal for divinity coming down? It was for our salvation. It was so that you and I will have freedom and deliverance from sin. It was for our healing and victory over the devil and all his works. A lot of people have labored in the Bible. So many people are called co-workers with the Lord. 
One that um, particularly strikes my attention is in Colossians 4 verse 12. The Bible talked about Epaphras. Epaphras may not be well known. You may not see him in the billboard. You may not see him with the, uh, the entire bishop attire. But the, Lord, the Bible said that he labored fervently. He labored for the church in Colossians. He labored for the church in Laodicea. He labored for the church in Heropolis. He labored that they will become tall and firm in Christ. He labored for the people that he may not know. He prayed for them. Praise the Lord. Many people labored. You talk about the prophets. Talk about Mary. Who what she did not know came to her. But so long as the Lord had given the mandate, she walked with the Lord. And she bettered the Son of God. Praise the Lord. There are so many attributes that the Lord expects us to have as co-laborers. There are so many things that will help us in laboring for the Lord. First of all, we talk about discipline. Discipline helps us to grow, develop, and strengthen our faith in the Lord. Discipline is a virtue of every child of God. Discipline, it is with discipline that you wake up early or anytime you maintain a steady altar with the Lord. It is with discipline that you study your Bible daily. It is with discipline that you control anger. You control the three things you are supposed to control. The anger, pride, and what again? What you eat. It is a virtue that allows a child of God to have self-control, which is a fruit of the Spirit. A disciplined life is a life where Christ resides. It points people to Christ. Now, there are things that the Bible, looking at the Bible, the Bible has said God forgets. First of all, in Hebrews 8 verse 12, can we look at it? Hebrews 8 verse 12, we'll see one major thing that the Bible recorded that the Lord forgets. Okay? It says, For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. So, the Lord forgives and forgets our sins. That is the major thing that the Lord forgets. The Lord forgets our sins. He remembers them no more. He forgets our unrighteousness. He forgets the fact that you did it willfully. And, but you came back remorsefully. But the thing is that you must have genuine repentance for the Lord to forgive. The Lord forgives our sins and our lawless deeds and he remembers them no more. We should be like God for us to be co-laborers, for us to move forward, for us to move and advance the kingdom of God, for us to dwell together in peace and unity. We should be able to forget, forgive and forget the sins of each other as we move on praise the lord we should forgive the hurts we should forgive the ill treatments and all the persecutions that have been meted out to us another thing that the lord another thing that the lord does not forget what god does not forget first of all god does not forget his children god does not forget me hey i must say that the lord does not forget me the, God, the Lord remembers me. 
how the Lord remembered me this year. He remembered me in ways more than one. When people made threats at me, when somebody said over his dead body, the person is alive and I have scaled through the hurdle. The Lord raised helpers. People. Oh my God. Somebody from somewhere calls somebody to say, somebody that has retired to say, what is happening in the department? And the Lord raised him to tell the man, you will not do this even though I'm retired. So the Lord does not forget us. What are you laboring with? What are those things, those walls of Jericho that have stood before you? Those people that have pointed accusing fingers at you unjustly? Or people that think that you, sh- you do- shouldn't have a voice? The Lord remembers you. And the Lord is taking care of you. But he needs you to follow him with a childlike faith. I don't know what you have been doing before. Maybe you have been walking in the house of God. And it seems as if you are not rewarded. It seems as if there is no progress. Oh, you may be a young child, a teenager, a young person. You have kept yourself for the Lord. And you see people who have not kept themselves for the Lord progressing. The Lord knows you by your name. He sees you. He knows each tear that you cry. You see your children, you have trained them. And people who went with exam malpractice are getting jobs and you do not, your children don't have any trust in the Lord. He will yet remember you. When the time is set, oh, my brother's wife will always say, sweetie, don't worry. When the time is set, I just believe that the time is not set. This is somebody I call to encourage. She will tell me, don't worry that the time is not right. When the time is set, the Lord will remember you. If a man remembers you, it may not go to the point or to what God wants you to be. You may be shortchanging yourself. Once upon a time, I met one of um, my father's friends early in life. When I just got married, I was looking for a job. And he asked us to come and see him because, you know, his house, when, even when he, my dad died, uh, we couldn't gain entrance. He's, he was into government then. And I needed a job. So, I was supposed to go and see him. Because immediately I met him, he said, Now that your father is dead, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? Do you know that today, the man has developed dementia. He does not even remember me. He cannot even... He does not know who you are. And even though he remembers, you know, God has already taken care of me. God has already taken care of situations. Praise the Lord. So the Lord remembers you. The Lord remembers, secondly, his promises. You see that in Psalm 133, verse 2b. He remembers his promises. He remembers every word in Isaiah 55, verse 11. He says, so my word does not come out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. The Lord honors his word. The Lord honors his word. The Lord upholds all things by the power of his words. 
it was by the words of God that the whole earth was created. Praise the Lord. Also, the Lord remembers the needs of the people of God. He knows every need. If you know what a sparrow is, you will see what the Lord means when he said, even that tiny sparrow, that sparrow that jumps up and down, that is of no use, you cannot even cook it. He said he remembers it. How much more us? Praise the Lord. Lastly, God does not forget the works of his people. He takes note of every activity. The way you enter the toilet in the church of God. And because it's that even though you cannot use it, you try to make it a better place. The Lord remembers the mornings you come out to clean the church. The Lord remembers the call you put through to a brother to encourage him. The Lord remembers little acts of kindness. The Lord remembers the sacrifice you make to that person that cannot pay you back. The Lord remembers our involvement in spreading the word of God. When you enter the bus, you say praise the Lord, you pray. The Lord remembers the advice that we give to each other. The Lord remembers all the ministrations that you minister to the needs of the saints. The people that have need for food, the people you give food, the people you give clothes, the people you pay their school fees. The, the Lord remembers our life as a living offering. A living sacrifice. The Lord remembers your secret offering, offerings. He remembers the donations that you make in church. He remembers the help. He remembers your home that you open to his children. Most times, men want credit. Men want acknowledgement for good deeds. But that is man, man's reward and it does not last. Interestingly, one major thing that the scripture says will go with us. Look at Revelation 13 verse 14. He says, Blessed are the dead in Christ who die in the Lord. Yes, says the Spirit, they will rest from their labors, from their, for their deeds will follow them. Our deeds will follow us. So we should remember what the Lord remembers and forget what the Lord forgets. How do you labor? Labor in the word of God. Labor studying the word of God. This time around with the Hamatan, it's difficult to wake up to study the word of God. But if you make up your mind, because you need this to grow, you will labor. You need it to be built up. And you also need it to be of good influence to others. The word of God provides a framework for laboring for the Lord. Joshua 1.8 says that if we are careful to meditate on it day and night, we will have good success. The Lord remembers all the admonition and the evangelism that you are involved in. The Lord remembers the prayers that you pray, like Epaphras. The Lord remembers the souls that you are praying for. The leaders of the church that you are praying for. That you are not criticizing despite their flaws. That you are praying for them each time, whether they know it or not. The Lord remembers them. The Lord remembers the needs of the people. The Lord remembers the church of God. So, the Lord expects us, just like we prayed this year. We prayed for the nation. We prayed for the election. We prayed for our leaders. The Lord expects us to continue to labor in prayers. Pray for missionaries. Pray for nations that are Islamized. Nations where Christians are persecuted. Pray for Christians in such nations. Pray for 
Christians in the north pray that their faith will be strong. Scripture says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers in high places. The Lord expects us to labor in prayer for the afflictions of men. Those who are sick in the hospital, those who are in prison, the Lord expects us to pray for them. And Scripture says, for the souls that we are going out to look for, we should pray for them. Matthew, Mark 3.27 says that no one enters a strong man's house and plunders his goods unless he first of all binds the strong man. What about those that persecute you? Do you pray for them? Those that willfully use you, do you pray for them? The Lord also expects us to labor in giving our time, our resources, in kingdom service, in working with our hands, in using our gifts. There is nobody that the Lord created without a gift. The Lord expects us to use our gifts. What are the benefits of laboring? Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of love, God, is eternal life. The first benefit is eternal life. Talk about divine health, divine provisions, honor, increase, rest and satisfaction. We are children of God, called with a special task. We are special people, with a special task, and also a special reward. God will not forget our reward, but we must labor productively. God will not forget or cease to reward us, but we must labor productively. How has it been with you? Have you been consistent in laboring for the Lord? Scripture says that whoever puts his hands on the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. The word of God is coming to us today to be consistent Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Even though you are not recognized, you are a co-worker in God's service. We are God's field. Verse 7 says that any land that drinks in the rain, often falling on it, that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed, receives the blessings of God. That is Hebrews 6, 7. But the land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and is in the danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. How will it be like? How will it be like when Jesus comes? When Jesus comes for you, if the trumpet sounds now, will you be found laboring for the Lord? Will you be found with productive labor or with unproductive labor? Young person, you are strong, full of energy. Are you laboring for the Lord? Or are you waiting for when you get married? Can we bow down our heads as we talk to the Lord? It's a time of reflection. It's a time to look inward. The activities of the year. Each time you are called upon. Are you somewhere working for the Lord? Are you working for the Lord? Are you working for yourself? First of all, you will not be a part of the army if you have not received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. You cannot walk as an army of salvation if you have not received the Lord. 
Is your name written in the book of life? Is your name written in the book of life? Have you surrendered your life to him? Or did you surrender and look back? The Lord is calling you. He said, I will not forget. Mommy, I will not forget. Daddy, your labors of love, I cannot forget it. You are ever before me. I have engraved you in the palms of my hands. I know that you have needs. I know your sacrifice. I know your labor that you have shown me, the Lord says. I know what you have done for the people of God. But you may be doing some of those things, but your name is not in the book of life. If you want to give your life to Christ, now is the time. Let us pray. As we are entering a new year, can you propose in your heart, make a decision. Say, Father, this year like never before, I will serve you with the life you have given me. Father, this year, I will labor for you. This year, I will walk in the house of God. I'll be somewhere. Walking, I'll be somewhere. Walking, I'll be somewhere. Walking for the Lord. I'll be somewhere. Walking, I'll be somewhere. Walking, I'll be somewhere. Walking for my Lord. The travels that you go through now in that labor is nothing compared to the glory that you will receive Father thank you for your word that has come expressly to us Lord we receive strength and as we take the communion we receive even greater strength to rejoice in the labors to rejoice in the sufferings and to rejoice knowing that we will see the reward both on this side of eternity and in the hereafter to the glory of your name precious redeemer we give you thanks to you be glory and honor and praise in jesus name we pray